Glory to Jesus Christ. This morning we gather to not only give thanks to our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, communion and His holy body and blood, but also to remember the holy great martyr Catherine. There's a reason why she is the great martyr. There are many martyrs in the church, but as we did a few weeks ago for the great martyr Demetrios, there's a few great martyrs, and Catherine happens to be one of those. She seems to strike us from the ancient life that we have of St. Catherine, uh, that she had a great heart of desire. She wanted the best of everything, and she sought it. She, according to her life, was familiar with all of the philosophy of the ancient world, with Plato, with Aristotle, and the other schools, uh, Greco-Roman schools of thought. She also knew medicine and every kind of area of thinking that she could understand, that she could uh, comprehend. It kept driving her towards more. She knew Homer. She knew Virgil. And when her parents sought to wed her, they realized pretty quickly that there was nobody that was going to fit the bill for this, their special Catherine, or Katharina. So, uh, her mother, who was a Christian, sent her to her spiritual father, who was an ascetic, a monk, outside of the city of Alexandria. And he told Catherine about the most beautiful, incredible, wise, powerful, knowledgeable man that he knew. And you might be able to guess who that might be. Our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. She was given an icon by this holy elder of the Theotokos with the child. She had a dream that evening where our Lord looked at all of the beauty, for she was full of all of the natural virtues, all the things that anyone in this world would want. She was beautiful outside. She was beautiful inside so far as the world could provide. She was virtuous, knowledgeable, wise. She could do everything. And yet, there was something missing. And in the, the dream that she had, the Lord, that was the icon, so it was him as a child, looked at her and then looked away from her because she was not complete. She woke up in tears and she sought out the Holy Elder and the Holy Elder told her, well, Katharina, Catherine, you need to be fulfilled with the grace from above. You need to be catechized, receive holy baptism, chrismation, and be initiated into the church to receive into the bosom of Christ. She goes through this process and later has a dream in which our Lord greatly delights in her for she has put on the garment of salvation. She has put on the fullness of all things. Not a long time after her being brought into the church, she, uh, the emperor, Maximin, comes into Alexandria. And of course, when the emperor shows up, there's a great celebration. And so part of the celebrations at the time meant that there was also uh, Christians who were tortured, etc., or at least under this emperor. It seems every other emperor was kind of the roll of the dice, how exactly they were going to treat Christians. 
She sees the fellow, uh, her fellow Christians being tortured. She goes before the emperor and she wants to talk to the emperor and to the other leaders of the court. You may have noticed in the Chaparian talking, it talks about Catherine uh, converting the philosophers or refuting the philosophers. Well, the emperor was so impressed, kind of like in the book of Acts, where they're very impressed with Paul, but they don't really know what to do with him. Uh, so he summons throughout the land 50 different philosophers, rhetoricians, uh, etc. They try to engage her in debate, and they are bested, and the story goes that all 50 of them uh, were converted to Christ. We actually commemorated them uh, a few days ago, on November 17th, if I remember the day correctly, because when they converted, the emperor was so mad, he killed them. This is why he's called a tyrant in the Pentachion and the Chaparian. For, as the Gospel says today, that's appointed for the great martyr, women martyrs, she was brought before the king, not knowing what to say, but the wisdom of the Holy Spirit brought her to be able to, in all the patience that she had kept her soul, to be able to refute, to best them, not in just argumentation or some kind of back and forth, but in the truth and the power of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. So, not only is it the 50, but it is also the wife of the emperor, his heart of hearts, his very household who converts, and in his anger, as the Synaxarian says, he was, he puts behind basically any kind of human um, bonds of affection, and he kills his own wife because he is so uh, outraged. And eventually, uh, he creates this contraption. This is why in many of the icons for St. Catherine, you'll see a wheel. They make some kind of torture device uh, of wheels. I read one, it, looked, it sounded like it was some kind of like cart or something that had wheels and spikes. And uh, the angels come and destroy it uh, because that was not the way that she was to die. And she, uh, on this day, uh, loses her head for the sake of of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. The story does not end there because she has been greatly affiliated with Mount Sinai because according to the tradition, her body was then taken by angels and taken to Mount Sinai and revealed later in about the eighth century to a monastic who was there. And it's not later into about the 14th century that the monastery that is so famous on Mount Sinai uh, is uh, named St. Catherine's. Can anyone guess as to maybe why St. Catherine is associated with Mount Sinai? Her relics are taken to Mount Sinai. Of all places that it could be, why not just stay in Alexandria? Anyone have a guess? I'll say no. So, who else in Scripture is raised... Uh, amongst the pagans, God calls out. He's learned all of the wisdom of the pagans, but then he is uh, revealed to be um, the leader of God's people, uh, a great intercessor, um, and is associated with Mount Sinai. It would be Moses. So we have in St. Catherine a great intercessor, someone with great desire, not only for all the goods of this world, 
but especially for a desire for that which is not of this world, our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, the heavenly kingdom, the thing, uh, the grace, the power, the love that makes everything in this world make sense and gives us hope that it will all in the end be set aright. So may we look to St. Catherine as an example, one for desiring wisdom, desiring all the goods of this world, but desiring Christ, but also being able to, when time comes, to be able to witness to the truth of the kingdom, to be able to witness to our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, even to the point of shedding blood. As the gospel tells us, we may maintain or save our souls through patience. And may St. Catherine intercede that we may have that patience and desire for the kingdom. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We will have the...